Hey everyone, Dennis here with a quick note. A few minutes into this episode, Sam and I, we went on a unintended tangent talking about uh, screener access to the episodes before they air and how we talk about those on social media beforehand because we were addressing a couple of comments that we had received on Twitter. If you want to listen to that section, if you have any feedback for us, we always love to hear it. Or if you don't care about any of that stuff and you just want to get talking about Salvation or Bust, our non-spoiler review starts at about 24 minutes in and our full spoiler discussion starts at about 31 minutes in. Hope you enjoy. Dr. Ben Song risked everything when he used the Quantum Leap Accelerator to travel back in time. Now our team's working to find out why. As he leaps between bodies with no memory of who he is, he still has one hope. That his next leap takes him back to the place and people he calls home. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel. I am your co-host, Sam. I am your co-host, Dennis. And we are here this week to talk about Salvation or Bust, the latest episode of Quantum Leap 2022. Uh, the Revival series is in full swing. Like we're, we're five episodes deep now, and I feel like we got a good handle on things. We know we're getting six more episodes uh, uh, for a full 18-episode season mm-hmm. one. Um Without going into spoilers, like we're we're off to the races. That we are. Yeah. That um, we are. So let's 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 dive into our normal kind of top of show stuff and then we'll get into our non-spoiler uh, review and then dive into the spoilers because there's some there's some ground to come. There's not necessarily like there's not like a lot to talk about volume-wise necessarily, uh-huh. but there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> but there's there is there is quite a bit to talk about. Uh, first off, how was your week, Sam? You know, uh, it was it was good. It was long. They, you know, that's kind of just how they've been for the past, you know, few weeks. There's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff uh, uh, going on, and uh, it, you know, I, I didn't mention or talk about it last week on the podcast, but 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 last Monday was was an interesting day. I spent a little, little, little time in the hospital, but I'm okay. Everything's fine, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and the rest of the week just kind of followed on from that. Um, but uh, no, things mm-hmm. are things are good. Uh, did the did the the pumpkin patch today with the family, uh, which it was, you know, my son Jude, mm-hmm. his first pumpkin patch. He'll be a year awesome. old in, in nine days. Uh, Hattie uh, loved it. She had a great time. Uh, this is this is her third go around um, awesome. for pumpkin patches. She's four now. So, um, yeah, good times were had. It was good. Good week. How about yours? Uh, it was a pretty good week. We did the pumpkin patch yesterday. Nice. Harrison's third or fourth by this point. Eleanor's second. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Great time. Awesome. Betsy was uh, sick earlier this week. Not COVID. Uh, just so happened she had uh, her regular checkup scheduled with her primary care physician on Monday. Mm-hmm. So it was good timing. She wasn't feeling well, went in. Not COVID. Other stuff. She took a couple of days off work. She rested. She recouped. When you work from home, it is very difficult to take a couple of days off work. Um, especially oh, when, sure. she is, yeah. when she is in... Um, high demand because she has a lot of responsibility. She wears a lot of hats at her job. So 
I'm just glad that she was willing to take a couple days off work. So she did that. So that has been uh, most of our week right now. So yeah. So yeah, uh, between that and the pumpkin patch and work and everything, uh, not too exciting of a week. But before we jump into the episode, let's thank some folks. Uh, yes. We got we, we got one new one new person this week, and and just want to wish our wish our old folks, uh, our old folks. You're not old. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. You're not old. Don't don't cancel your patronship. Anyway, uh, we want to thank our our patrons and our donors who help keep the lights on here at at Fates Wide Wheel. We have Al's Place, Leap Fan Site, Cosplay Dad, Joanne Bartlett, Dana Bias, Rich Bork, Kevin Butcher, a new Patreon. Deck goes by the handle of Dex Dex Lower. Deck not Dex Lower. Dex Lower. Yeah. This individual follows on Twitter. I know they're a huge uh, Star Trek lore Dex fans. So yeah. I don't know where that comes from. I just put that together as I was reading it out loud. Lower Dermot Devlin, Barry Donovan, Brian Dreadful, Troy Evers, Larry Ganey, Jason Geis, Michelle Hoffman, Amy Holdcamp, Bess A. Corey, oddly specific with Audra, Christopher Redmond, Adrian Saul, Karen Saxon, Mike Stouffer, Damon Sugamelli, Larry Trujillo, Jill Wilson, and of course, our anonymous donors. And if you would like to financially support the pod, it would mean the world to us. If you want to do it monthly, you can do it through patreon.com slash fateswidewheel, or if you just do it one time, it is buy me a coffee, not buy us a coffee. Like I said last week, <laughs> it is buymeacoffee.com slash will. We got that information in the show notes. Fantastic. Thank you all so much. Uh, I had a moment yesterday. I was driving out. As some of you may know, uh, we're in the process of selling our condo in the city in Chicago and getting ready to buy a new place. The and original Project Quantum Leap. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is strange, you know, because that the, the, where we recorded the room where we recorded was painted this like deep, dark purple. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so of course that's all been painted over now. And, you know, now it's just this kind of gray, uh, which seems to be, you know, the color you're supposed to paint everything, I guess, when you're trying to sell something. Um, but, uh, I was driving out there to pick some things up and, and on the way out there, I was thinking about a few things that was spurred on by someone who had posted the video. And and I wish I could remember who it was. I I don't think they're like a follower of ours or anything like that. Um, but a couple people that do follow us had liked the video, uh, of Mr. Rogers acceptance for his lifetime achievement Emmy award. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching the video, you know, I was, I, I knew that it would be moving. Right. But there's, there's this part of me sometimes where it's like, it's like a challenge. It's kind of like, you know, is this really going to, is this really going to get me? Like, obviously I'm going to be moved. It's Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is amazing. Um, and everything that I've ever watched of his that is supposedly moving usually moves me to tears. And this ended up being no exception. And one of the things that he does during the acceptance speech is he takes a pause for 10 seconds and there's dead silence for 10 seconds, which, you know, as we all know, that's not something that they like necessarily at the Emmys. Uh, and they pan out to the crowd and, you know, there are, there are people, actors are just in, in tears as, as Mr. Rogers is talking about this. And he wanted to take those 10 seconds for people to think about someone in their lives, you know, that meant something to them, that loved them, that gave them, you you know, the, the love and nurturing care that they needed to get to where they are today. And I, of course, thought immediately of my grandmother who passed away a couple of years ago due to COVID. And, uh, I was driving, so I'm driving out, you know, this is the next day I'm driving out into the city and, and traffic's terrible. So it's taking me about an hour to get there and I'm not listening to any music. I don't have anything on. I'm just kind of in my thoughts. And, uh, I was experiencing some 
mild road rage uh and uh not you know not to the point where anything there there was any harm coming to anyone uh much less myself but uh certainly some expletives and 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 I took a deep breath and I thought about my grandmother and in that moment everything just went away and I just smiled and I felt good and I felt grateful and I felt like just just drive on by man it's all good uh, and the reason why I bring that up is because it, it caused this sort of spiral or not spiral, but, but this, uh, domino effect of thinking about other things that I was grateful for. And that led me to thinking about how grateful I am for the opportunity to do this podcast. And it's so easy, especially right now with the episodes coming out every week and, you know, this being like live, like it's happening. We're not talking about a show that's been off the air for five years, mm-hmm. uh, or for 30 years. Uh, and, uh, uh, and it, it, it was a good reminder to me to not worry about, you know, clicks or exclusives or any of that sort of stuff. And, and just feeling very grateful to be able to talk about this and feeling this, this sincere and extreme sense of gratitude to everyone that is supporting us, whether you're doing it financially or not, and how grateful I am for that. Um, and, and hopefully that's something that, that I can continue to keep in mind uh, going forward and, and, and just, you know, just continue to be, to be grateful. Um, Cause this is definitely uncharted territory in so many ways. Uh, and it's very, very different. And, and, you know, I, I don't want uh, to lose sight of the fact that ultimately like we're just doing this because we want to share something with uh, people that love and enjoy something as much, if not more than, than we do. Um, so I, I'm, I'm grateful for your listenership. I'm grateful for your engagement and obviously grateful for anyone that takes the time to, to share uh, any sort of, you know, financial donation to the podcast to, to help us keep things going and hopefully, you know, get bigger and better and whatnot. Um, and, and as always, you know, if you're thinking about supporting the podcast, uh, I would encourage you to, you know, to donate to a local charity or favorite charity if you're not already doing so. And if after that, there's still some loose change that you want to give to us, then by all means, uh, yeah, help us to, to, to pay those bills because, uh, it's not free to do this, which seems, you know, <laughs> I, I wish it was like an old ham radio set, you know, in, in, sure. in my garage or something, I could just do it for free, but alas, that's not the case. So thank you all so much. And, uh, hopefully again, that that's something that we can just kind of continue to, to, to build upon and, and, and do with the, with the community. And, and it's difficult sometimes because, um, completely separate from quantum leap, which is wonderful. Uh, uh, as some may know, I'm involved with another podcast and another kind of fandom, if you will, and, uh, was reminded of how toxic things can get, uh, in a very quick manner. Um, and, and, and it just kind of blew my mind because it, it all started with a genuine question that was asked. And before, you know, before I knew it, it was kind of like, wow, you know, this got, sure. this got really kind of vitriolic very quick. And, 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 and then I was able to kind of just change the channel, if you will, over to my, my, my quantum leap Twitter, the face wide wheel Twitter and not feel that, um, uh, for the most part. I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's always going to be a little something out there, but it was, sure. it was really, really quite wonderful. Um, and even even the Reddit lately, the subreddit, which used to be kind of a dumpster fire, quite frankly, has been really nice lately, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some really good uh, observations, questions, etc. Lots of questions about the waiting room. Uh, but, you know, anyway, all, all that said, I, I just, you know, I just I just wanted to, to, to say how grateful I am that we get yeah. to do this and, and that people actually listen, listen to us and and want to support us um, because, you know, at our core, the main goal has always been to just kind of 
you know, to do this creative endeavor and hope that we can kind of engage with and support and, 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 uh, raise the level of discourse in a way when it comes to the fandom so that it's not, you know, it's not a toxic community, that it's not something that, you know, people are writing articles about. I mean, people are literally writing articles about like Star Trek and Star Wars and MCU fandoms and how awful they are. And, and, sure. and as long as we can stay far, 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 far away from that, I, I will be grateful. And not that those fandoms don't have amazing pockets as well. Wonderful, sure. wonderful pockets as well. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed that, uh, that we're doing this and continue yes. to do this. Yeah. I just want to reiterate that, especially on Twitter, like the conversations that we have are just awesome and wonderful mm-hmm. like the other night like we you know we got into uh a dm conversation and i won't call them out by name in case they don't want to be called but like just like a dm conversation with uh someone who is relatively uh, a new listener to our podcast and, and friend on and mutual on twitter i just love the conversations that we're having there uh people that i'm meeting through tiktok because i mostly run the tiktok account and some new listeners that are filtering in through there but most importantly i'm learning to appreciate like i know there's some people who just like they may follow us on twitter they don't listen to the podcast they follow us on tiktok they don't listen to the podcast and the podcast now i see is like it's our main component but it's just one component of what we're doing and if we're engaging with other fans in different ways yeah yeah Uh, that's wonderful and and, you know you know like i said it's such uncharted territory and there's some things that i'm sure that we're gonna get wrong or we're gonna have questions about and and one of those things right now quite frankly that dennis and i've been talking about and he doesn't know that i'm gonna say this but i'll say it anyway uh is you know our our access to the screeners like uh, that's Mm -hmm. something that we feel so fortunate that we're able to have that so that we can record ahead of time so that we can drop our episodes immediately following the premiere of the episode because i think it gives us the ability to connect to more people you know it's like that's what people do they watch the show and then they're like "Ooh, what else is out there and if they can find us or any of the other podcasts for that matter uh um i think you know the sooner that we can kind of be there to help support that conversation about the episode the better because there's just so much out there there's so you know so many shows to watch so many things to read so many podcasts to listen to etc and so you know if we can kind of deliver that in a in a fashion that um that people can connect with as soon as they're done i, I think that that's helpful not just for us but again for the community and I, you know one of the other things is is that like being able to talk about that stuff ahead of time um, is fun for us uh, as well. Uh, and I know that some people might not like it. It might rub people the wrong way. It might, it might uh, turn some people off to us. And, and, and I don't necessarily know what to do about that. Uh, and so certainly if there's anybody out there listening that has thoughts about that, feel free to, to let us know, um, you know, what you're thinking and, and, and how you feel, because it seems as though the majority of people that we engage with uh, have fun with it and enjoy it. And, and, and that it does what the intent is, which is to kind of just, you know, amplify that, that excitement over the fact that we get a new episode of quantum leap to watch on Monday day um and 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 you know we because of the position that we're in we happen to see it a few days early and so it's fun to be able to say like oh guys this is really good and oh we get a little bit of this and obviously there's spoiler embargoes so we can't just come right out and spoil anything you know otherwise we wouldn't be able to do that anymore um and that's not to say that you have to do that i mean one of our supporters you mentioned damon earlier if you go to our facebook uh group for instance you can find damon's videos and and stuff in there that that he's been producing recently um and oftentimes you know he's producing stuff like a week later or something like that and 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 that no way diminishes the quality of the content that he's putting out there so you know it's 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 you don't have to necessarily be timely but that's just kind of the position that we're in and 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 genuinely we're just having fun and uh 
and I don't know what to what to make necessarily of of, of any sure. you know naysayers. Which which to, to be completely fair, there's literally only been one. Um, mm-hmm. But it was but it was a comment that at least made me kind of pause and say like, oh, hmm, all right, maybe we should think about this. And Dennis and I had a very brief conversation about it. And, so and I'm just kind of putting it out there. And if sure. anybody else has any thoughts or any or feelings about it, feel free to share. And, and if not, then we'll move on and just kind of carry on doing what we're doing. <laughs> we're doing yeah. And what I'll, what I'll say in response to that is uh, I've seen a couple more comments than just the one that we discussed yesterday, but the common theme through the ones, the, the couple more that I've seen is that uh, we're, we're kind of lording our, our access to screeners over other people. And we're kind of like treating everybody else as like peons or like, Oh, you have to wait while we have the insider information. And if we ever come across that way, we do, we definitely don't because like Sam said, we just considers our, consider ourselves extremely lucky to be getting, to be getting these screeners. It's like, we've had conversations like a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to reach out too much to NBC or publishers for anything for, for interviews. I don't want to bug them too much because I don't, I don't want them to figure out that they gave us this little (laughs) podcast screeners. I don't want to call too much attention to us. Right. Don't, don't do anything that they take the screeners away. Um, So that's where we're coming from there. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, we were live tweeting, watching the screener the other night. And as Sam said, one person took issue with that. And the thing is, like, part of the reason why we are giving screeners is to put some non-spoiler teasery stuff out there into the world. And I think more traditionally, you get that through non-spoiler reviews, like articles on websites, blogs, et cetera. Live tweeting it. Like I said, we're still trying to figure out whether that is cool or not. We're figuring that out as we go. Like Sam said, feel free to give uh, to give us feedback on that. But I think a lot of it right now is like kind of like that landscape is changing. And the fact that a little podcast like ours did get access to screeners, it's like, I think everybody includes like NBC and networks, like they're trying, like they're figuring out these new ways, like how do they engage fans and conversations? And with little podcasts like ours that aren't professional, that aren't, you know, we, we don't have a lot of experience in doing this. We're all just figuring this out as we go. So yeah. If you're ever dissatisfied with anything that we do, just know that we we come with good intentions. And like I said, we're definitely not trying to lord our access over anybody else. No, no, most certainly not. And, you know, I mean, there are other uh, outlets out there and, and, and uh, such that, you know, have access to, to the same stuff and, 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 you know, we'll post little things here or there or have even engaged with us, you know, on occasion about certain sure. things. Um, and, uh, and, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's strange. It's, it's new. And, and it's something that I, I guess for me personally, I never, thought about before i knew that there were people out there that had access to those sorts of things with other shows and it was just kind of like oh cool you know they're they're there to help the show and talk about the show and and i think that one of the things that's become increasingly clear to kind of steer us a little bit away from this uh is that nbc seems to have a lot of faith uh, in the show and and i think that it, it it's an article that i that i read recently talked about kind of just the changing nature and landscape of uh, broadcast television in, in general um and using quantum leap actually as an example of that and one of the things that they said is, is like look these ratings might not necessarily look like blockbuster ratings but nbc Universal might not necessarily be going for blockbuster ratings with this show. They're just going to put out this show and say like, 
can we get an audience? How do we engage that audience? Is that audience paying attention to us, you know, through streaming, through their, their DVRs, all that sort of stuff. Like, and I think that it, it, again, it's just the idea that there are shows out there before. I mean, NBC universal, for instance, like they produced uh, uh, the Battlestar Galactica reboot, right? And 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 that show, you know, it never had like the highest ratings. Like it was highly rated on the sci-fi channel, sure. But you compare it to other things like not great ratings. But you know what it did do? It sold the hell out of DVDs and it got a lot of buzz because it was quality television. And so I think that, you know, Quantum Leap, I'm not, ne- I'm not necessarily trying to compare Quantum Leap to Battlestar Galactica. I think as of yet, you look at Battlestar Galactica and, you know, it, it probably was a, a better show or whatever. But that said, I do think that uh, that they seem to be very invested in Quantum Leap. And I think that that's good for us. And I think that that goes to exactly what you were saying, Dennis, about wanting to make sure that they're connecting with outlets, podcasts, et cetera, that are out there, not only reviewing the show, but in essence, promoting the show. And part of what we do, not, not that we're shilling for the company, but we are kind of promoting the show because we want people to watch because we want people to talk about it because we want people to listen to us because we're having fun, you know? Sure. And, and, and so that kind of just goes hand in hand. Yeah. And also this, like the, the last thought we have before we go into talking about the episode, I was just thinking about this before we start recording, you know, sometimes like we've been accused of being shills, particularly one person <laughs> in particular and internet and social media. It's it's a weird thing right now where you're kind of, you're, you're pushed into these things. Like you either have to completely love something or you completely have to hate something. Right. And so I find myself sometimes, and I've especially done this with, uh, with the first episode of the series is like, even though if I don't completely love it, like I am afraid to speak about it in too strongly of terms because one, I know when I get really worked up about something, I can sound angrier and more critical of something than what I actually am here. (laughs) And and two, it's kind of like trying to, to navigate like, Oh, if I say anything too negative, I'm going to be put into this. Oh, I hate this camp. Right. And I don't want that right now. I, I feel a little bit more free now that I know that the series has been picked up. And I know, I mean, not like coming out of my mouth, that sounds egotistical. Like I could actually influence like whether or not the show could get picked up, but I could breathe a little bit easier now. I feel like I can criticize the show a little bit more because I know that we are going to get a full season yeah. and I know that they're going to have uh, more time to work out the kinks, which I think, I think part of that should pretty well. I think part of that is it's like, you know, we take what we do seriously enough, like super seriously, but seriously enough that, Mm -hmm. you know, we want, you know, that we do feel a bit of responsibility with it. And that has nothing to do with NBC Universal or the actual production of the show. But it's the same as when we used to talk about the old show. You know, it's like like we took it seriously enough and, 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 and felt enough responsibility that we weren't out there you know, just doing a hatchet job on episodes that we didn't like. Like we were always trying to talk about things in a very constructive way. I mean, even like, you know, as, as, as much of a joke as we've made of it, like even with Machiko, like go back and listen to that Machiko episode. It's like, there are moments that I enjoy in that episode, you know, and, 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 and I softened a little bit during our revisited episode, you know, and, and, and I've been thinking about portrait for Troy recently, which is another episode that, you know, in our, in our initial run through, I was not super jazzed about. And now like, I, I look forward to the opportunity to, you know, to do that revisited episode and, you know, and, 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 and talk about it in in a different light maybe. But yeah, I think that that's just kind of the, 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 the duty of anyone that uh, takes on reviewing or critiquing something is that, you know, you do, 
you want to be honest, but at the same time, it's you're sharing something. And I think that one of the things that's kind of we've gotten off track with when it comes to criticism is that oftentimes people look at it as um, as like a weather vane. Like, should I go outside today or should I stay inside today? And 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 I don't think that when you really look at reviews and criticism in in general that it's supposed to be that. I don't think it's supposed to be you should watch this or not watch this. You know, instead it should be like this is what I thought of this, and I hope that what we can do and what we are doing is to help to create a dialogue, not to tell people that you have to be watching Quantum Leap, you're missing out or skip this episode. It's awful. You know, and I think that that's just kind of the, the, the general tenor that I hope that we can strike going forward and continuing, you know, to, to, to kind of do that. So yeah. that said, should we jump in to our, to our non-spoiler review? Let's do it. Sure. Um, I'll go first this week. Cause I think you've gone first the last couple of weeks. So I'll take that burden off of you. I feel like this episode suffered from following two really strong episodes, especially episode three. And we talked about last week, like episode three and four about the same as far as like quality goes, but for different reasons. Yeah. I'm glad I got the opportunity to watch this episode twice because I enjoyed it more upon the second viewing. But I do think this episode suffers from pacing issues. I think tonally there are some weird issues with the leap story and with the project story. I had trouble getting investing with it and getting invested into it because one, it's either a standalone story or a story that we're probably not going to come back to for quite some time. And I feel like there were some missed opportunities with what it could have done. Otherwise, in hindsight, I found I find myself finding it very hard to care about the leap story. Or, or I'm sorry, the project story, if that makes sense. Sure. So yeah, on the whole. I'm not sure. I'm interested to see what I think about this episode coming back later in the season as it stands up against this other episodes. But I feel like it's kind of uh, maybe an expected dip after strong third and fourth episodes. Yeah, I would uh, completely agree with that. I think that uh, the dip part, not necessarily the reasons for it. Uh, but mm. I, I, I think for me... Um, you really hit it with the the tone of the leap story. Uh, it did feel a little schizophrenic. Um, just maybe I shouldn't use that word in that <laughs> light. No, uh, this, no I, I almost said that in a conversation recently, and there's like, oh wait, that's probably there's a less probably, problematic yeah. way to say that. So yeah, yeah, there's uh, probably a better can, way to say it. Put a, put a pin in that. Yes, we know we are aware. There's probably a better way to say that. So yeah, yes. uh, um, it, it it just feels a little all over the place uh, at, at times. And the odd thing is, is that there are many many wonderful moments, uh, mm -hmm. which we'll talk a little bit more in detail about during the spoiler review. But uh, there are also some moments that I think are at odds with one another, which create uh, this weird dissonance that so that they don't necessarily um, connect, I think, to support and tell the whole story well. The weird thing about that is that I feel like overall, you know, from point A to Z, when it comes to the Leap story, I'm satisfied with it, though. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it um, enough. I didn't, you know, like, if I'm being critical, if I'm putting that, that critic's eye on it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I can point to this, that, and the other. But if I'm just kind of sitting back and watching my TV, I'm kind of like, oh, it was fun. I, I really like this, you know? And, mm -hmm. and, and I think I felt that way about the episode as a whole. The interesting thing about the project stuff is, is what we saw at the project is exactly the type of stuff that you and I have been talking 
talking about literally for five years. Like we have been, like you go back and listen to our earliest episodes and we talk about stuff like what we saw at the project in our earliest episodes and about how we wish we could have seen this or that or more of this or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and now here we are, we're kind of getting it. And I don't necessarily agree wholesale with, you know, with where you fell on it, but I, mm-hmm. I do see how it feels a little disposable um, mm. when it could have perhaps had maybe a, a bit more of an impact or we could have seen that the connective tissue was strong enough that we were going to get, you know, a follow-up on this and not necessarily like, you know, 10 or 12 episodes down the road, but like a sure. few episodes from now where, you know, we're going to get more. Um, there are, however, a couple of real high points uh, throughout the course of the episode and almost all of it has to do with the relationship between Ben and Addison. And I just, I just love the fact that we had episodes in the original series and, and, and no one will ever, ever, ever be able to, you know, um, this is not about topping the relationship between Sam and Al in any respect. It's so different. It's, it's so wildly different that I feel like any conversation trying to compare the two is it's again, it's not even apples to oranges. It's apples to cyanide. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, actually that's terrible because there's cyanide in apple seeds. But <laughs> point is, is that, <laughs> that what I'm trying to say here is that just completely different realms. Like they, I don't think that they bear comparison in the way that, uh, that, that we've seen some uh, folks making the comparison between the relationships. Uh, and so I think that with the original series that, that there are times that we would kind of get like, um, you know, periodic check-ins to the nature of Sam and Al's relationship, but we didn't necessarily see the evolution of the relationship. And part of that is because the relationship at the point when the show started was cemented, right? It was, it was what it was. Whereas, you know, when you have an engaged couple, like that's kind of a relationship in the midst of growing, right? Like it's not, it hasn't reached its destination yet in a way. Um, and, 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 and certainly, you know, Sam and Al's had not either, but I think that there was a comfortability to it. Right. And, and, and with this, we're really getting to see the growth of this relationship in interesting and fascinating ways, especially given the fact that Ben doesn't remember Addison and then now he does. And I think that the, that they do some really, really lovely stuff in this episode with that. Another thing um, that I'll mention briefly before we get into spoilers is that I thought that, uh, it was really nice to get to know Jen a little bit more because I yeah. feel like she's the one character on the team that we know and, and have gotten the least with. And so this episode, we finally started to get a little bit more from her and, and, and see who she is like as a human being as not just someone who's delivering information, which she's very good at. And Enris Ali is wonderful at, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but, but this was uh, an episode where I actually got more to do and I really enjoyed that. Um, so overall, I, I, I think that again, yeah, three and four uh, thus far have been kind of the high points uh, of the series, but um, man, when this episode was good, it was just as good, if not better than anything in episode four, as far okay. as I'm concerned. Uh, now, episode three, I still think, is stands as kind of the high point uh, of the series in a, sure. lot, in a lot of ways, yeah. Sure. Now, I will say you said, like, you know, sitting back and having fun with it, like, less of a critical eye. The first time I watched the episode is a little bit more of a critical eye. The second time, I kind of tempered my expectations, and I was able to enjoy it more the sure. second time. And to your point, like, any quabbles that I have, it is not with the cast or the engagement with the cast, especially with Ben and Addison. Uh, they're all great in the episode, as usual. Magic, I felt, was written a little bit differently. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit more as we get into the, like the, the project side story. Uh, but that being said, 
let's jump into the spoilers. And we're going to do something weird, but we figured like this is very <laughs> appropriate for this episode. We are going to start with the last scene and then we are going to jump back to the beginning. It'll become evident why we do that. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, at this point, I think we don't usually do this, but for this particular case, we are going to drop in the audio of what we see in the last few minutes of this episode or the last yes. few seconds of this episode. You made a serious miscalculation coming here, Ben. Did he just call you Ben? How did you know my name? I know everything about you, Dr. Ben Song from the year 2022. I know what you're doing, but if you value your life, you need to stop following me. Do you understand? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. I, I tweeted, holy shit. And, and I stand by that. I think that there were a lot of folks, ourselves included, mm -hmm. that suspected that something like this was coming. Mm -hmm. um, we did not think it was coming this soon, however. I honestly yep. did not. I, I thought this was something that we were going to get like maybe three, four more episodes down the line. Sure. Something very, 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 very funny about that is, is that we heard it through places uh, that... <laughs> That was kind of the discussion that was taking place behind the scenes is that when would this happen? When would this not happen? And that the decision was made from the very top, if you will, uh, as, as it comes to, you know, the showrunner and executive producer, that this was the time to do it. And there's a reason why he's the showrunner. Because, because it's absolutely the right time to do it. Yeah. Like it more and more. And I, and I said this earlier, uh, I love Stephen Lillian and Brian Rembrandt from the little bit that I know them, but I kind of breathed a little bit easier when I saw that Martin Garrell was coming in to run the show. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited where this is going. I wasn't expecting it this soon. I'm wondering if we're, if we're, if we're, if we're diving into it a little bit too early, but Hey, in, in Garrell, we trust there'll be a new, <laughs> there'll be a new t-shirt. Look at our merch store. Anyway. Um, now the reason why we wanted to do this scene First is because uh, we don't know the 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 other time traveler's name, obviously, uh, but he's played by actor Walter Perez. So I think for simplicity, we'll just call him Walter in this right, uh, yeah, right. in this episode. Walter is in this episode from the beginning. And I know you only had a chance to watch it once. Part yeah. of the reason why I wanted to watch it twice is like I knew I saw him at least once. I wanted to go back and see how many times I could spot him throughout the episode. He is one of the first people that Ben engages with outside of Valentina. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if you remember, but after he steps out, yep. we, we get the oh shit moment. Like he's in the old West. We get McDonough right up and he starts talking. And I don't know if you remember this, but Ben walks up beside someone. He said, who is Who's this that? guy? Yep. And the guy points at the wanted poster. Yeah. It was Walter. That's him. Yeah. 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 Ah, so there's so many questions that we were messaging with uh, Matt Dale of the Quantum Leap podcast. It's like, is he a leaper? Is he a time traveler? Are we seeing him as the as the leapy? Are we seeing him as as what he actually looks like? How does he see Ben? So many questions. We obviously don't know, but yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think that on, on one hand, um, you know, it, it makes sense that, that, that we're seeing the actual Leaper, that Walter Perez is the actual actor that will play this role 
you know, permanently. Uh, however, I mean, it's, I guess it is kind of worth just, just thinking about speculating on the fact that if that's not the case, it'll be very interesting kind of going forward. Um, and, 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 and will it be a case like, will Ben always recognize him? That's the thing that I think is kind of the key here. And will Addison, because if we, as the audience can always see that it's him, but Ben can't, that could create some really interesting stuff down the road. Um, now, obviously, there's an adversarial relationship set up right away because he says, I'll kill you. You know, he says, like, if you keep following me, I'll kill you, which is also interesting because it, if you value your life, if you value your life, right? Yes. Uh, because, because the thing is, is like, it, it, it's really interesting to me in that it seems as though Walter, in, in, in quotation marks, is, is, thinking that Ben has control over what he's doing. And I think that he does in so much as he put this code in, but Ben has no idea that that's the case, you know? So if the code is actually the thing that's getting Ben from leap to leap to leap to leap, and he's in essence following this other leaper around, that's all well and good, but Ben has no clue that that's what he's doing. So I think that that's interesting in and of itself, because, uh, again, it just provides, I think a lot of dramatic tension there between, you know, what Ben is aware of and what he's not aware of and what the other leaper might think that Ben is aware of, but he's not sure. It's interesting to kind of think for the fact that it doesn't seem like this guy's brain is Swiss cheesed. No. So now here's a question I want to ask you. Sure. And we're about to go really, really deep on some speculative stuff that we may never get an answer on. Mm-hmm. We know, and it's out there now, and it's, you know, this isn't even a spoiler anymore. We, you know, not only did Scott Bakula say it, but we also know because the, the script itself is just, it's out in the wild. Anybody can pretty much go find it. Yeah. At the end of the original pilot episode, uh, there's a figure standing next to Janice, and we, you know, see them talking to Janice, and it's just like some dude, right? And then, of course, the camera kind of switches POV, and we Switch realize right, all yeah. of a sudden it's Sam. Hmm. That 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 is talking to her. Um, do you think that there was ever the intent that the leaper that Ben was following through time was supposed to be Sam? Oh, I think so. Yeah, not that there would have been this adversary relationship. Not that that you know that mm-hmm. this scene would have happened because we know we know we can say you know based off information that we have that this episode was something that was kind of like this was sort of added in. This was not the original episode five that was planned. This is not, this was something that was done after the fact. Apparently the original episode five was going to be like a, a courtroom drama episode and, 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 and not, you know, an old West episode. So like, you know, it, it, this came late to the party, if you will, um, almost kind of like the premiere episode, you know, both of these episodes mm-hmm. were episodes that were kind of crafted by the, the, the new team. Um, and, and not, again, not that Stephen Lillian and Brian Winbrandt aren't involved. Their names are still, you know, listed as EPs. Um, but it, it, you know, these are episodes that, uh, that they did not necessarily come in and say, this is what we're doing type of thing. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think that that's just kind of an interesting thing to, to kind of think about uh, in terms of the story that we get and, and, and imagining that kind of alternate reality where, you know, what if, what if this leaper was Sam and not Walter? Sure. And to address the broader question, because we see this question out in the wild, like is, is Ben going after Sam? And here's what I think creatively is going on. I think that's one option. I think the writing team has probably given themselves three or four different outs of what Ben's end goal could be. Sure. Totally. 
and possibly maybe one if they can hook Scott Bakula in by the end of the season. Maybe his goal is getting to Sam by the end of the season. If not, they have they have another venue. It's yeah. it's a weird analogy. It's not exactly a one to one, but uh, the different possibilities of who the mother might be <laughs> at the end of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. because I know the writers like they had some outs in case they didn't get beyond a first season. Right. So I think the writers probably have three or four different outs, and maybe one of them is Scott Bakula if they can get him to be be a part of the show by the end of the season. We don't know. Yeah. Do you do you think that uh do you think that our our other leaper is actually a bad guy is it an evil leaper i don't think so and yeah, neither and, do i and, and here's why maybe this like like thing we do before we actually get into the, like the the meat of the actual episode itself when i was watching it the second time i was looking for his reactions to things mm-hmm. and it seemed like in that first scene he was just as distressed as anybody else as what was going on sure as far as mcdonough as far as mcdonough shooting the sheriff right things like that so i don't he's whatever his goal is i think he he probably may have had a probably not a similar goal because i figured he would have gotten involved at some point i don't know um if not a similar goal like i don't think his goal in salvation was to make sure that the town sank and that the town was defeated you know what i mean oh yeah so for that reason agree so for that reason i don't think he's outright evil and i don't think he's necessarily working with an opposition to ben on the sleep or else he would have been doing things to help mcdonough right whereas whenever we see him later on in the episode he's in close proximity to ben but he's not interfering with ben right right this is not this is not an Aaliyah situation you know where she's Mm -hmm. trying to wreck things i i completely agree do you think that uh that he's working with Janice in any way. No. I don't. Yeah, neither do I. I think I think Ben and Janice have their thing. And I think this is a totally this is a totally different thing. So you don't think Janice is aware of this other leaper? I don't think so. I think she might That's be. My guess. Hmm. I think she might be aware, but I don't think that they're working together. Or Maybe they were mm-hmm. working together, or maybe they will be working together. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, time travel. Because um, sure. that's the other thing. The other big question is, is like, when, when does he come from? When mm-hmm. did he start traveling through time? There's a, there's a lot you could read it to, like Dr. Ben's song of the year 2022. Right. You know? Well, because, okay, so here's the thing. I think it can go either way, right? Like, mm-hmm. what if this guy's from, like, 1999? You know, what if he's from 1998? What if he snuck into Project Quantum Leap? Or what if he worked at Project Quantum Leap? Or what, you know what I mean? What if he was an unauthorized leap? Or what if he's from 2002, 2003 or something? You know what I mean? Like, what if he, he, because I think we can, I think we can probably safely assume that the project kept going for a couple of years, at least after Sam disappeared, right? After Mirror Image. Like, I don't think that they just closed up shop right away. So what if he was like an unauthorized leap that there's no, there's no real information out there about or whatever. Or the flip side of that, of course, is what if he's coming from like the year 2040, you know, sure. and 
so I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's really, really cool. It, there's, there's so much stuff that they can do with it now. And, and I think that, um, the wonderful thing that this episode proved and what kind of what you were just saying too, about the fact that he doesn't interfere is that this is not a case of, you know, good guy, bad guy, white hat, black hat, uh, to, to play into the Western tropes here. Uh, this is more a case of like, Ben can still have his leaps. He can still do what he's doing. They can still what they're doing at the project. And, and, and this storyline can almost run parallel while intersecting, you know, when, when necessary. Um, and, and it's, and I, I kind of dig that. I, I like the fact that like, maybe we don't see this guy for a few more episodes again. Right. You know, and I, I don't think that's the case. I think we'll probably see him around Halloween, but you know, maybe not, maybe, maybe it'll be later than that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just exciting and it, and it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And it's, and it's, and it's the thing that they have been able to do successfully. I feel like for a few episodes now where, you know, they're able to give us a little something, um, that, that feeds into kind of this ongoing arc. Um, um, and, and, and again, it reminds me of like, kind of that, that style of storytelling of like lost and, and alias where it's like every episode, there was that new bit of information that you were getting. Now, of course, the thing with both of those shows is like, they had no idea where they were going for the most part, but, right. uh, but I feel like, I feel like, I feel like these guys do, you sure. know? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. So, so it's just, it's fertile to say the yeah. very least, uh, for, for storytelling. Yeah. And, and like we said, to reiterate, Martin Garrow has said in that Collider interview, this is a one season story arc because that's the way he kind of believes in like storytelling yeah. for, for like TV shows. So this will all be wrapped up. And then next season, fingers crossed, it will be, it'll be a different mystery. Right. Yeah, you know, and I almost wonder too, if it'll be the type of deal where, uh, you know, maybe things will, will wrap up a little bit, maybe not wholly, but ra- start to wrap up before the end of the season and they can start sowing the seeds for next season before this season even wraps up all the way. Sure. Like, it's not going to just be like, here's season one, it's this finished story. And, you know, and, and now here's season two, it's a completely different story. Like there's still going to be, a lot of elements that, that, that tie in and lead you to, to the next point, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Easy. should we get into the actual, let's do it. Actual story. Excellent. Um, so Ben leaps in, we get a lot of information right at the beginning from Valentina. We get a mirror we shot. Do. We get the stakes and yep. then we get, uh, Valentina storming out and Ben following her out and getting the, the, Oh shit moment. We yeah. get, you know, we're clearly on the backstage, but clearly like that, that landscape in, in the back was CGI. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw this week on Twitter, but Carol Davis shared how the CGI team, how they uh, recreated Philadelphia and LA with oh, CGI nice. as, as much as they could. So I'm sure that they, you know, obviously that landscape is CGI there. And yeah, we quickly get into it, him walking down the street, McDonough and the the gang, right up they kind of present the stakes of being with the i put my notes on paper this week so you can't see it but you see me looking up with the uh with the southwest specific railroad company basically they're they're getting bought out they're getting walnut groved to use an old reference <laughs> but with more but more nefarious individuals and like we said before one of the first people that ben interacts with he asks hey who's this guy and the person points off at the wonder poster there's walter yeah, there he is. So there, so like him and Ben are almost standing right next to each other, that entire first scene. Right. Yeah, I you know and 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 I think um, 
the, the setup for, for all of this, you know, and obviously the, the leap out from the previous episode gave us, you know, the, the moments between Valentina um, and Ben and then the mirror shot, but to, to see him like walk out and, and be there, you know, in, in this old West town and uh, uh, to, to immediately kind of, you know, step in it, if you will. Um it's just all the setup we need. And the stakes, of course, are super high uh, because what does McDonough do? But he shoots and kills the sheriff, like right off the bat. Sure. But it's weird because I say the stakes are really high. However, it's not necessarily true. This is one of those uneven moments that I was talking about, like tonally, because there's kind of like, like, okay, well, you know, he's dead. Let's move on to, you know, Give us, give us more exposition, you know? <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing, like totally where, what I had the issue with is that after McDonough, it wasn't clear whether or not the sheriff is dead or not, probably, but it wasn't absolutely clear. Uh, we don't see the sheriff sure. for the rest right. of the episode, but whatever. But the thing is, it's like, after that, I don't know why McDonough just doesn't up and shoot other people at various points throughout this right. episode. Like sure. when Valentina jumps up, why doesn't he shoot her? When he introduces Abuelo Diego, why doesn't he shoot him? Especially given what he says later in the episode. Like, he knows that Diego is the hope of the town. And if he kills him, he kills all the hope. Why doesn't he just shoot Diego in this very first scene? Right. And that's why I had issues with him shooting the sheriff right off the bat. Because, like like you said, it sets up these, like, oh, these are the high stakes. But then we never exactly match those stakes for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I would, uh, until the climax. I think we do once we get to the kind of the climax. Sure. But, but the thing about the episode, though, that, that that I think is so successful, and we get this kind of right off the bat, it, it's the people. And that's oh, sure. not to say that we get to know all of these people or whatever, but you get a strong sense that the people in this town have nowhere else to go. And that's mm-hmm. something, a theme that kind of carries throughout the episode when we do meet some of these characters and we do get to spend a little more time with them. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's, I think it's an interesting choice because it's one of those things that look, there's some, there's some cliched moments during this. And I think that, you know, you kind of get a few freebies because you're in the old West and you're, you know, and some of the dialogue feels very cliched, you know, there will uh, be blood, pick up sticks or there will be blood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pick up sticks and get out of Dodge or there will be blood. It's like, Holy shit. That's a lot of cliche (laughs) in one one line. Sure. Yeah. But like, but, but, but in a way you kind of expect that. And, and and in a way you, you forgive it a little easier and you, and and it's the same thing with like, it's like, Oh, the big, you know, the big, bad black hat wearing guy shoots and kills somebody right off the bat, you know? And again, you don't really know that he's dead right off with the bat or whatever, but, um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting choice. And I, and it's one that I don't know is entirely successful. Now, luckily, it's it's in the same manner that it gets swept aside and we're kind of not sure if we should care about it or how big of a threat McDonough really is. We move on immediately into stuff that starts to kind of feel a little bit more um, honest and a little bit more uh, important to the, you know, to the, to the overall texture of the storytelling. Cause we start to meet some of the citizens. Addison comes in, of course we have, you know, these, and the funny thing is it's like some of these moments between Ben and Addison are kind of awkward. And I love that they're a little awkward. Um, you, you know, like Ben will say something, he'll be a little eager and, you know, he'll say something. And then Addison will kind of, you know, have this moment where she's just sort of like, 
okay, uh, we need to think about this right now, you know, and it's just, it's mm-hmm. it, the interplay between them is, is, is really interesting to me and I'm really enjoying it throughout the course of the episode. And, and then of course it's all like the, 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 the core of it, of course, is the genuine bond and love that these two human beings share. And, 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 you know, by the time we get to the end of the episode, that's very uh, apparent. Um, Anyway, where 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 should we go from here? <laughs> where should we go? Um, I mean, first off, very briefly touch on the first scene in 2022 between Magic and Addison. Uh, we just know that mm. the restrictions of like not restricting or not trying to avoid jogging Ben's memory, that is no longer a thing anymore. Yeah. Magic like, no, now that he remembers you, and now that Janice is a factor, we need as much information from Ben as possible. So anything you can do to get that is great. What I find refreshing, and maybe I don't watch enough TV, but like whenever I watch these kind of shows with kind of like these procedural blacklist CSI kind of things, I always expect the characters to be like butting heads in direct opposition to each other. Right, and just right. how refreshing it is to have characters like they're not exactly on the same page, but ultimately they, they respect each other and they're finding a common ground. Yeah, that's just something I find generally refreshing overall. Oh, and this is where she gets the uh, it's in in this meeting with magic. She gets the update from Ian that they found Ben. Yeah. In 1879. Do you catch that e- Easter egg? No. 18, why 1879 is an Easter egg? No, because in the Halloween episode and B-Man, when Sam first leaps in, he's reading a book, Witchcraft in America by Edward, whatever, whatever, whatever. 1879 and very briefly at the beginning ah. of b-man that's where sam thinks he is wow wow that's great yeah uh one of the things too that i love about this scene um is magic's uh line of dialogue about how it's a fluid situation um i think it's a good insight into his character you know this is not somebody who's inflexible this is not somebody who's going to you know be so rigid um and i think that it's i i don't I did not think that he would be a, a rigid, you know, authoritarian character from the get go. Um, and clearly, you know, when they have the, the get together over at uh, Addison's uh, and Ben's house, for instance, like, I mean, this sure. is not somebody who's you know, trying to keep his distance and whatnot, but it's just nice to, to know, um, you know, that this is a character that, that is not one dimensional by any stretch. And I think just that single piece of dialogue is a wonderful window into the way that he plans on running the project now that things have changed. Um, you know, and it, and it also is nice because it does take us a little bit away from that procedural stuff, just like you were talking about. This doesn't feel like, the stuff that happens at the project this week, there, there's a chunk of it that does, but there's a lot of it that does not feel procedural, if you will, um, which is which is which is nice because some of the stuff, you know, some of the investigative stuff early on, you know, it's like, you, yeah, you kind of could have just thrown CSI, you know, on, on, on the label and 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 you, you would have been like, oh, yeah, this is something that they would do on that show. Sure. Um, and and this didn't feel like that, which was which was nice. Um, not that I minded any of that sort of stuff. I enjoyed seeing like, you know, Magic and Jen go and trying to track down Janice and talking to Beth and stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting, too, that Addison is is still kind of holding on to the fact like this shouldn't be possible that Ben's in 1879, in spite of the fact that at this point he's already traveled back before you know he was born uh outside sure. of his lifetime um but i guess that maybe there's just that idea that it's just kind of like maybe maybe unbeknownst to us off screen this is total headcanon fan wank stuff they were holding on to the theory that he could travel within you know sam's lifetime as well as we had sort of speculated about before the series even aired mm-hmm. um um 
or or something. I don't know. But that's it, the thing. Yeah. I, I I wish for old school fans they would have given more than just Addison's one line of surprise. Like I wish they would have had like a little more with like Ian being surprised too. Right. Well, I mean, right. Ian was surprised. Ian was surprised um, when Ben was back in um, 1977. I know, but like even more like like 77 is one thing. A few years oh, before right. your lifetime is one thing. Old West, holy shit. You know? Right, 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 right. Right, because well, she wasn't there when Ian said that, had that line of dialogue about how he was going to travel way, way back. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see. Um, oh, that's right. I mean, yeah, because like, because if Ian knows like this trajectory thing that whatever. Yeah, never mind. I right. take all of that back. I'm sorry, <laughs> Quantum Leap writers. You know what you're doing, and I'm just a tired dad doing a podcast. Anyway, um, but back to what you were saying, the, like the moments between Ben and Addison. They are delightfully awkward. Like Ben says a couple of awkward things in this first scene with them that like, and, and you know what it is. It's like when you're early in a relationship and you're really over eager. Yes. Sometimes you, you, sometimes things just spill out of your mouth that are just really super cheesy. And then right after, right. You know, you want to pull it back. Like, Oh God, Oh God. Am I going to, am I going to scare her off? Because I sounded too eager right there. Right. Um, right. I, you know, and I think that it's a one. It illustrates a wonderful uh, element of Ben's character at this point, uh, which is that, like, even more than before, like Addison, it's like that's the thing for him. That's his anchor, right? You know, mm-hmm. and and before it was just like, you know, okay, you're the person telling me what to do, and you know, you're from where I'm from, and 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 I need you, you know, and you make me feel safe, you know, like he says in the premiere episode, best line of the premiere episode, as far as I'm concerned. Um, now though it's you know it's kicked up a notch it's like you're the woman i love you know and and that's the other thing too is it's like the last thing he said to her pretty much was you're the woman i love and i gotta get back to you and he leaps you know and now here they are meeting one another again and and it's funny because ben is clearly in this awful situation where he just saw somebody get shot and he's just all kind of like oh you're here it's so good to see you and everything and you know and, and she's the one that has to kind of pump the brakes and be like you know Yes, I love yeah. you too. You know, not literally shouldn't literally say that, but you know, let's uh, let's figure out why you're here and what you what yeah. you got to do. It, it, it's also worth noting because I, I I find myself having to constantly make this shift. Being a fan of the old series, obviously, is that there was always this perception of like a passing of time in between leaps. Mm. Like no matter how soon Al showed up after whatever, but they make more than one reference to the fact like this has been kind of nonstop for Ben. Like he notes it in a scene later on, like he has not slept Yeah. until, and I just want to kind of get into the mechanics of like, okay, your mind is leaping and you haven't slept, but the people you have leaped into have slept. What does that do for you? Like, is there a certain level of his psyche? Like he is operating on no sleep. Even if the leapies have had sleep, like how does that, how does that work? But to the point of this scene, like from, both Ben and Addison's perspective, like they kind of, they kind of just spoke. Like it doesn't seem like maybe the end of the, the last leap was just a few hours ago for Addison. Maybe right but for Ben, it was instantaneous. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. And well, you know, I always got the feeling that, and I know the books did something a little different with this uh, when they kind of explained the process of, of what Sam Being felt in between, in between leaps, leaps yeah. you know, that it was kind of like this weird sort of like 
he was aware, but he wasn't really aware, you know, like every once in a while he could feel that he, you know, was like basically pure energy or whatever. But like, I still think that, you know, that there's a passage of time for Ben. He's just completely unaware of it. You know, he doesn't realize that it might've taken him, you know, three days to get from uh, 1981 to 1879 or whatever. Um, I don't know though. I mean, maybe we'll get more of a, a, a concrete answer to that down the road. I think sure. that that's one thing that's important kind of, you know, for, for us to remember. And, and I, and I use the universal us to include the, the whole fandom is that like, you know, there's a lot of questions out there. Right. And, and, and frankly, we're not going to get all of those answers uh, to, you know, right away. And, and we're certainly not going to get all of those answers spoon fed to us that, that there's some stuff that might be left unsaid, that there's some stuff that might just, we might have to infer, um, but, you know, again, like give them time because, you know, they've got it now. They've got, you know, another 13 episodes to uh, to play with, to to give us more information and, and tell us more about what's, you know, what's to come. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's clear that, 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 that Ben is, like you said, you know, Ben's, Ben's tired, right? You know, he's starting to kind of like have that effect where it's like, I'm, you know, I'm doing this thing. And, uh, and at this point, you know, he hasn't had many opportunities to get a night's rest. Uh, you know, usually these None. leaps are, 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 are in less than, you know, 24 hours, you know, yeah. I, I, and somebody up there likes Ben, I think it's implied that he's, you know, he's slept. Um, you oh, know, yeah. because, yeah. because that, that takes place over a couple of days, but, um, but yeah, usually these leaps are like, you know, and obviously in this episode, he, he you know, he gets, he, you know, likely gets some rest at some point. Cause it's not all in one, in, in one day, but, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, kind of, kind of moving on from that, there's, there's, uh, some, you know, there's some nice stuff. We, you know, we get off right off the bat, we get some great information about who he's leapt into. He's Diego de la Cruz, a Mexican American gunslinger, uh, retired to San Francisco after his wife died. Uh, and that his son Marco was the mayor of salvation. Um, and that his granddaughter Valentina, who of course he's already met, um, you know, has brought him here to kind of save the day. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about this, and it ties in nicely with the way that Ben acts throughout the entire episode, is that you get the idea that, you know, Diego put his guns down, right? Like, he sent his guns to Marco. Um, And so this kind of peaceful take that that Ben has might not be at odds with the historical Diego de la Cruz. It's just that in, in the original history, it seems like Diego, you know, hightailed it out of town as opposed to sticking around to try and find a different resolution. You know, he was just sort of like... I don't do this anymore. I'm leaving yeah. as opposed to Thanks Valentina you know, with him. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to Ben, you know, kind of being like, all right, let's figure out how to do this in a way that doesn't involve, you know, me having to kill someone or someone else getting killed. Um, sure. And, and, and he has this amazing line. And again, Ben is just, I am just so in love with Ben more and more and more and more. And, you know, that is in part of course, due to Raymond Lee, but it's also, you know, just to the way the character is written. He has this line later on to jump back in time to kill someone feels deeply cosmically wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I just I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit. I just love that line. I think Walter is going back in time to kill someone. <laughs> I do. Right. When, I, when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, they're making such a big deal about this line. Like, I have to wonder if like if on the other side of like whatever this maybe not evil project, but this project working in opposition i think walter is going back to kill someone yeah i don't know anyway i just wanted to just wanted to throw that in there all right i'm gonna throw something really crazy out here you ready for this sure the whole reason that ben leaps speculation has been you know what what everyone's it has something to do with addison okay Mm -hmm. 
So Walter, in quotes, is leaping to kill Addison. And the reason why is because Addison gets kind of driven crazy by the fact that they can never get Ben back either, just like Al could never get Sam back. Mm-hmm. Addison does something catastrophically horrible in the future, right? And mm-hmm. that is causing Walter to go back in time to a point where he can get to her and make sure that she and Ben never cross paths because the entire impetus for Ben leaping in the first place, which led Addison down this path of destruction was Addison. And so if he eliminates Addison, Ben never falls in love with her. Maybe Ben never even leaps ever period. And, you know, end of story. That's that wild speculation could be completely wrong. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think that there's, there's, there's legs to a story like that. If that's, if that's the case. Um, even if it doesn't have anything to do with that, I just love the texture that, it, you know, that it, that it gives to, to Ben's character. And there's so many wonderful Ben sure. moments throughout the episode. Um, you know, again, Ben, Ben's agency is something that I just love. Like this is, he, he never, he's not a passive character. You know, mm-hmm. he's always trying to figure something out. He's always he's willing to step up. <laughs> he is a pacifist, but he's always willing to step up, which is yeah. also one of them. I'm glad you mentioned that point because there's some wonderful interplay between him and Addison, whereas Addison is kind of just sort of like, look, you know, one of the things that I, this is something that you and I have always been at odds about, you know, because I know from my military background that there are times when, yes, you have to like, you know, pick up a gun and, and, and do something about it. Right. Yeah. Um, which is... And the yeah. thing is, like, I, I had to adjust my expectations of this episode because the first time I watched the episode and I saw that scene, I couldn't help but think of Honeymoon Express. And I thought, oh, is this going to be the episode sure. where Ben learned, has to learn how to kill someone? Because, like right. Addison said, like, sometimes you have to meet force with force. You know what? Here's here's something I'll say about that. Another another show we've talked about this show a little bit uh, in the past, uh, just in in reference to the fact that there are similarities between it and Quantum Leap, but. The Pretender was a show that I really enjoyed and followed along with. And the lovely thing about The Pretender is that for the first few seasons, Jared, the main character, you know, he had kind of a no violence, no kill policy. Like everything was sort of done, you know, in, in more peaceful terms, you know, very much MacGyver type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he used his wits. Um, and there was maybe a little bit of violence here or there, but oftentimes, you know, Jared was not the one that was committing the acts of violence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh as the show was struggling a little bit, I think maybe, you know, they were like, let's spice it up. Let's do something new. Like they had, you know, Jared take a life or whatever. But again, it was like three or four seasons into the show. I think it was like either late third season, or early fourth season, which is the last season. Um, and in a way, like what you just said, it makes perfect sense to me. It's like, you know, why, why spend that this early, quite frankly, if you don't have to and B, why not make a statement that maybe we never have to do that at all? Like maybe Ben never, ever, ever has to kill anyone ever yeah. to be successful. That would be great. Because the thing is like, as I was saying this out loud, like people keep getting hung up. Like what happens the first time he has to get romantically involved with someone? And I will say, Sam never had to get in romantically involved with someone. Sure, right, right. Ben never has to get romantically involved with someone. And to your point, yeah, maybe he never has to kill someone. And I think that this episode is a testament to that fact, right? Like this mm-hmm. episode in a way makes the statement that like, there, there's always another way. Yeah. Build a better mousetrap, you know? Yeah. Ah, Which may ah. not be true in real life, but it's something to aspire to. Absolutely. Anyway. And that's the um, whole point, right? While we're spending time early on here, um, early in the episode, in Ben and Addison's first scene, it should be noted we get the first smacking of the hand link. Yes. Um. Which will be interesting to see because is she smacking the hand link because we're going to get a new hand link next week? 
<laughs> well, you know, it's it, it's funny you say that because, of course, one of the things that they do that's very smart here is uh, the leap out is 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 a fade to black, basically. Yeah. Now, um, all the information we have, everything seems to point to. In fact, I think at this point we can pretty much just go ahead and confirm that next week will be the earthquake episode, unless it throws um, a curveball. Yeah. Right. Unless it throws a curveball. Um, and uh, uh, no I pun th- intended. World Series earthquake. Anyway. Anyway. Right. Nice. Well yeah. done. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Hey. Was that hey. intentional or not? Not intentional. But <laughs> I'm a dad. The puns yeah. are just built in. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I think that they've set themselves up nicely for that. And, uh, there, you know, there are a couple of things that happen throughout the course of this episode that I think give us the opportunity to have things be a little shaky. Uh, again, no pun intended for next week, if it is the earthquake episode. Um, it's also interesting to note that Diego, of course, is from San Francisco, uh, which is, you know, where Ben will potentially end up next. And speaking of what I love about it, that I love the, the bar scene learning from is frankie the bartender yeah frankie the yeah bartender. oh man and she's learning great. more about the story even like it's it's cliche but as someone who grew up watching westerns i love it like the the joke about the whiskey versus the water yeah i really i i really enjoyed that but i love when ben throws out like there's always you know where i come from there's always another option and valentina's like oh what would they do in san francisco and he's like actually right throw money at the problem i I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I just want to say Yanni King Monshine. I hope I said her name correctly. Uh, is, 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 that's the name of uh, the woman who plays Frankie the Madam. Uh, I, I, I love her throughout the course of the episode. Even her very first appearance when she tells Joe, kind of the, the sure. drunk who's just sort of like, ah, oh, there's nothing in this town anyway. You know, she's like, Joe, go inside, have another drink. Like, it's just, again, that little moments like that helped this town to feel alive. And I really sure. enjoyed that. And, 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 it, and it heightened my enjoyment of the episode overall um i'd be interested i'm, I'm, I'm interested to here's here, here's something that we don't do often enough uh or maybe we do i don't know uh but here's a plug for for one of the other podcasts out there uh allison pregler had tweeted out uh that she really enjoyed the episode this was her favorite episode so far um so i'm interested to know what she what she thought and, and why she thought that uh just because like there are uh there are a lot of these little moments that I really enjoyed. And so I'm curious if that was one of the things that, that, that she enjoyed and, you know, how the rest of the, the, the group over at quantum Leap podcast will feel about that as well. Um, because yeah, it was just, I, I don't know. It was just little stuff like that throughout the course of the episode that, that, that helped to heighten my enjoyment of the episode and maybe forgive some of the stuff that, y- you know, you might've had a difference of opinion with. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, so Ben leaves the bar. He's going to go throw, find a way to throw money at the problem. And then let's jump back to 2022 because yeah. now we have the whole introduction. Did you, I, I wrote it down phonetically. Uh, the thing is we, for whatever reason, usually by this point um, we get, we have the, the, the promo photos and we have like the names of all the actors and everything that NBC puts up for whatever reason, they have not put out promo photos at all yeah. for, for this week. So I just wrote her down as Congresswoman throughout I, it seems to me that I, I'll get to your question, Jose, but it does seem to me that not only was this episode maybe put in late into the rotation, but it, it, based off of information that we've gotten, it feels like this episode might have been uh, 
worked with, if you will, up until like the last minute. So maybe that's why production photos didn't come out right away because they didn't necessarily know what scenes were going to be retained and what scenes weren't going to be retained. Sure. Uh, it seems like they were tinkering with things and trying to kind of like get the the overall look and feel of the episode right as best as they could that they had, you know, that, that some of what they had to work with wasn't necessarily what they wanted, et cetera. So I think that 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 maybe that's one of the reasons why don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name that I got, and again, could be wrong because they're not only, here's the other thing too, not only do we not get those production photos, but there's no closed captioning on the uh, the screeners. screeners yeah. So you, you, you don't even have that advantage. Uh, was Kabiba Adani, I believe okay. was her name. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's interesting here because uh, there's been a lot of speculation, including our own speculation over who this nosy senator would be. And I think a lot of us thought that it would be a legacy character. Uh, I knew right off the bat that it was not going to be Diane McBride. So everyone out there who kept thinking that it was going to be Diane, she would have been in her 90s. And again, like I said last week, even though that's no reason for somebody to not be an elected official in this country, which maybe it should be. But hey, uh, I just didn't think that they were going to try to do something like that. Uh, I thought that potentially it could be Tom Beckett because of course, Tom Beckett was indeed uh, a congressman in, uh, um, uh, Mirror's Edge, I believe, mm-hmm. um, yep. and, and and maybe a couple of the other novels as well. Um, and, and I thought, ooh, maybe they're going to do a, a playoff of that or whatever. Obviously, they didn't. They they did not go with a legacy character at all. This is an entirely new uh, character um, played by uh, Farah Marani. Um, I thought she was fine. I, in fact, to be completely honest with you, I enjoyed her work more than I enjoyed the resolution that they came up with to kind of keep her from spoiling the project. Sure. Can we just go ahead and address this entire storyline now? Let's do it. Just get yep. back. Okay. Um, I feel like this was a missed opportunity. Like if every individual meeting that she had was like the one that she had with Jen. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. we got a chance to learn a little bit more yes. about Addison. A little bit to learn a little bit more about Ian. Uh, while I did, while I did appreciate on one level the yes, ma'am, yep. yes, ma'am, no, yeah. ma'am. While I did appreciate that, I, I don't, especially like with the resolution, I don't, I don't see what the point of this subplot was, because especially at the end, like, like wherever the nuclear option was, I got excited the first time watching it. And I texted you this Friday night. I thought it was going to be something like very scandalous, you know, sex scandal. I think. Oh, sure. I, sure, I, sure. I, I think that's the like direction a call they, back to the, yeah, I think that's the direction they wanted us to go down. And I was thinking of how Tina and Al, Weitzman, Al, Al sets up Tina and Weitzman in Starcrossed with the specific thing to blackmail him. And I thought that maybe we're going to get a touch of, of that because um she almost has almost just on the edge of like mustache twirling villain energy to her like you almost like want to see her get served something like a sex scandal or something where she's more in trouble like needs to back off yeah you, you know reading that. I, I okay so i i just want to address a couple of things about one 
while Jen was clearly the character that we got the most from in the interactions with uh, Congresswoman Adani, I do think that we did get some interesting stuff about Addison, stuff that was not necessarily things that we didn't know before, although I don't think we'd ever gotten her rank before. She was addressed as captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know that Addison is, is, is a captain in the military. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is the way that uh, Adani just literally said, you were the first woman ever selected to travel through time, which is also interesting to me because was I don't know that Sam Beckett was ever selected to travel through time, which also makes me wonder, was someone else, aka our other leaper, selected to travel through time at some point? Um, Mm. So I I thought that that was kind of an interesting use of that word, because to me, I don't think I don't think you could ever go up and say like Al could have never sat in front of that committee and say, you selected Sam Beckett to be the first man to travel through time. Like, I just don't think that that's the case. Like, I don't think anybody can make an argument that Sam Beckett was selected to travel through time. So the line made me wonder, and I could be reading too much into it, made me wonder is it's like, is there something more at play behind that? Um, sure. You know, it's weird because the stuff, the stuff with Jen I thought was wonderful. We got to know more about Jen. She was sure. a hacker. She used to be in prison. She's a felon. She's got a record. You know, Magic, for some reason, wanted her, specifically her, for this. Um I just think that we're starting to get the sense of that there is more, there is more motivation behind all of these characters. Um, and then what we're given. And I love that. And I think that it, it, hopefully it will come back into play later. Now, the flip side of that is maybe I'm giving people too much credit here. And yeah, this this whole stuff was just not nearly what it could have been. It's not nearly as satisfying as it could have been that it feels kind of throwaway, that that Adani was kind of borderline mustache twirling villain and that the resolution uh, feels mean, feels cruel. It does, yeah. It feels very cruel of magic to dangle her dead brother in front of her and say, we can bring him back. Uh, that yeah. Ben can go back and save his life and make sure that car accident never happens. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that Magic does not say, you were driving that car and I can cripple your political career, you know, by sending this to the right reporter, as opposed to, you know, instead of doing that, he said like, no, I'm not going to blackmail you. No, I'm not going to use this. I'm going to say, give us a chance here because, you know, we could we could do we could do great things including bring your brother back um and then for magic to kind of like meet with ian and jen and just kind of be like you know no we're not going to be able to do that we have no way of doing that i know that you know that but she doesn't know that we've yeah. got to get ben back home it does feel a little cruel it does, um, like, and the, I, I i don't want to play armchair quarterback armchair writer but like i, right. I would have i would have almost preferred it if it had gone down of like Magic presents her with the information and she comes back. She's like, are you like, are you trying to promise me like a quid pro quo quid pro quo that you're going to save my brother? And for magic, you say, honestly, I can't promise you that. But with Ben leaping around in time, we can save somebody else's brother. Right. We can save other people from these fates. Like, or I can't guarantee you that we can do this for you, but we can do this for other people. This is what this project's about please believe in it or what if or what or what if or what if you know to play off of the revelations from last week's episode which aren't necessarily revelations to longtime fans of quantum leap sure. although you know there were people there were people i saw in one of the facebook groups and somebody on reddit that are new fans which again i'm loving it's like yes you've never seen quantum leap before sure. you're watching the show and they were like my mind was blown that magic had this you know and i was just sort of like that's so awesome like mm-hmm. 
good for you. Like, that's cool. Yeah. What, what a wonderful way to tie that in. If magic could have looked at her and said, like, I know I'm here today because of what Sam Beckett did. Just imagine what Ben can do, you know? And, yeah. and, and I think stuff like that. Yeah. I think maybe that that would have been a little bit more sensitive, uh, way to play yeah. it. I also felt a little odd about kind of almost the, the chummy goodbye between Adani yeah. and magic. Like it did, yeah. it felt very at odds with the scene that we had gotten before, because yeah. even as magic dangled that carrot in front of her, there was definitely a look in Adani's face where she was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what to feel or think about this right now. And yeah. and then the next scene we see between them, she's all kind of like, you know, she's oh, almost like assured. Like, it's luck, magic. Gonna happen. like yeah. 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 Now beyond that, like my next question is, it's like, from what magic says to Ian and Jen afterwards, it's kind of inferred that they can't do a targeted leap and they know like that's, that's a stretch. Right. So if the point of quantum leap is to not be able to do targeted leaps, what is the point? Well, I think the point is to be able to do targeted leaps, right? Like I think the whole point, I mean, even going back to the original series, like sure. I think Sam, Sam's initial leap was to prove that it could be done, right? Yeah. The idea was is that then they would bring him back and then they would be able to say like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. now, now the, take me to 1955. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, so I don't know. I, 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 I think that Jen was more reinforcing the fact that like that's not possible. Like mm-hmm. in 30 years of time travel, that has never been possible. You know, if we are to believe that, which, which again, might be at odds with, you know, mirror image, depending on how you take all the other potential time travelers in the bar with, with Sam, if, if, if Sam is the first time traveler ever, let's say like in those 30 years, like there's never been a targeted leap. Like we've never been able to do that, which actually isn't true because the leap back, the leap for Lisa. Right. Yeah. Right. So they were able to do it a couple of times. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, anyway, on on the whole, I'm glad that we were on the same page. Like I felt magic dangling that carrot was like I said, it was out of character. And it's one of the it was. And like like if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, like you like I tend to blame the writing over blaming the character. And I can just head cannon things just out the shoot and be like, nope, sure. that didn't happen because I don't think that's in character. Lee Harvey Oswald is not a canon episode i will take no arguments but the only other thing is is that what what i will what i will say uh is is again if if we're looking at motivations that go far beyond what we're necessarily given you know on the screen in that moment is that if magic's again you know magic is is a seal right like and the whole reason he's there is because sam beckett you know, was there for him. Right. And, 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 and whether we're saying it's a retcon or whether we're saying it's, you know, just an interpretation or whatever the case may be, like, as far as magic is concerned, Sam Beckett saved his life. Sam Beckett is the reason why magic is there today. And magic has committed to no one gets left behind. No man gets Mm -hmm. left behind. If he is so obsessed and I, and I use that term, you know, in a, in a positive connotation, quite frankly, here with getting Sam back, then, he, why would he stop at doing, you know what I mean? He would stop at nothing to make sure that that happens. And right now his goal is to get Ben back so that they can figure things out so that they can get Sam back. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, you know, on one hand, yes, it seems kind of out of character. On the other hand, it's fascinating to me because just recently, I, I, I think I might've mentioned this. I was, um, maybe I didn't 
but I've been reading one of those books or listening rather to uh, one of the uh, like behind the scenes books about, uh, about Star Trek and uh, Harlan Ellison, when he wrote city on the edge of forever, one of the things that apparently a producer or somebody said to him, I don't think it was Roddenberry, but somebody said to him about like, you know, Oh, well, so-and-so wouldn't do that. That's out of character for them. And Harlan Ellison was just like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like we get to decide what is, what this character is. Like there's no reason, for it to be out of character you just have to have a reason for why they're doing it and i was just sort of like yep Mm. that's absolutely right like because because that's the thing like we contain multitudes as human beings there are things that i have done in my life that i'm sure other people would be like oh that's out of character for sam but in the moment like it was what i did right Mm. and so i think that that's the thing to to kind of remember is it's like you know, maybe there's just more going on here that we don't know yet. And that magic is, is desperate enough to do something like that, which maybe, you know, he knows it's mean spirited. He knows that it's not a, the right thing to do. And the look on, and the look on Jen's face in particular at the end of that scene is interesting to me because even she's just sort of like, we're getting into dark waters here. Ian's expression is very interesting to me because they seem a little bit more kind of like, okay, like, let's go with this. You know, mm-hmm. like they're, they're almost smiling. Ian's interesting in this episode. One of the things that I noticed in this episode that I was kind of surprised at, because it's not something that, that we've really seen before, is that they are on their phone at the beginning when Jen, I think, or Addison come to them and immediately put their phone away. Uh, and I was just kind of surprised because I'm like, huh, why are they on their phone in the midst of Ben's leap? when they're trying to get information on what's going on in 1879. You want me to go with that? Some fan wake? Do it. Let's jump back to the scene where Ben and Addison are talking about their first date and how they came to start dating. Yeah. And they both mentioned about how, yeah, we were both kind of seeing other people. Kind of. Yeah. We were kind of single. Yeah. Yeah. We were kind of single. Well, even before that, they said Mm. like the reason like they didn't get together sooner is like they were both always seeing different people and it never lined up. Right. What if Ben and, Ian were seeing each other at one point. I mean, I am absolutely not writing that <laughs> off for a fucking second. Because again, you go, go, I mean, go back and listen to, to what we talked about with like the premiere episode and the second episode. The way Ian has spoken about Ben yeah. is absolutely I mean, I, it like it is fostered out of love. Like Ian, like yeah. you know, Ian has said multiple times, like, I have to get. I have to get Ben back. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I don't, and I don't want to send us down the road of like having any love for anyone. It automatically has to be a romantic sexual love. Right. Right. I don't want to go down that road, but upon my second viewing, those lines stuck out at me. I was like, huh. And and someone, again, I'm not writing it off. Well, somewhere out there on, on Twitter, I think they, they threw out this thing a few weeks ago saying, you know, we talk about how progressive and bold this new quantum leap is with having an Asian American lead and a non-binary character, whatever. Somebody said, like, you know, if the show really wanted to be bold, they would have had Ben and Ian engaged. Again, I just think that there's more going on here. There's a lot of stuff going sure. on under the surface. There's a lot of motivations for these characters. And I think that one of the things that I'm starting to, you know, to see is that like, the, the, again, the reason why I feel like the team knows where they're going, even if they don't necessarily know exactly how they're going to get there or whatever, is because I do feel as though the, the, that the actors are clearly operating at a level that says that they know more than just what's happening in that specific moment. 
Sure. Um, which is a testament to their acting. It's a testament to to I think the showrunners and 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 I say showrunners there because I don't think that this is just a Martin thing. I think this was probably a Stephen and a Brian thing. I think this might even be a Dean thing. Um, you know, I think that there are uh, uh, there are multiple people here at, at play when it comes to infusing this story with motivations that go far beyond whatever a character is doing in, in that specific moment. And 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 I love that sort of thing because. We don't always get that, you know, from TV. Like, I think a lot of people, again, expect to be kind of spoon-fed certain things, and 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 maybe they're playing at something beyond that. Uh, sure. I hope we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, to answer your point, I did. I think we've seen Ian on their phone before. I really just took that moment as Mason Alexander Park gave themselves something interesting to do before the scene began. Sure. You know what I mean. Yeah, I think I, I think part of the reason why I'm going down the path is it's like I just feel suspicious now, you know. Like we've seen Ian be duplicitous before, granted mm-hmm. with Addison, you know, at Addison's behest, right? We've mm-hmm. seen Ian rope other people into that duplicity, uh, uh, you know, unbeknownst to 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 whoever uh, they're they're working with. But uh, so I, I'm curious about that. I don't think Ian is is, a, is you know is is bad uh, is is evil is going to turn on the project anything like that. I think that they are absolutely committed to this mission. I think that they are, you know, I think that the other thing is, as much as we talk about Ian's uh, uh, love, and again, could be a platonic love, that their love for Ben, as real and genuine and important that is, it's clear that their love for Addison is also that as well. Absolutely. Um, And and so I think that, uh, you know, I'm not not trying to set them up as being a bad guy in any sort of way. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just thought that that was interesting. It was something that I wanted to take note of um, because we don't necessarily know uh, yet. Um, sure. Yeah. Before uh, we move on, uh, yeah, move on back to uh, maybe eighteen seventy nine. Did you notice the the tattoo on Ian slash Mason's chest? Yeah, the gender with the line gender through it. With the line through it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. Thought that was interesting. Yeah, they've anyway, got some great. They've got some great tattoos. I, I know, like um, somebody else on Twitter said that they, they can't wait to get screen captures so they can analyze like all the different tattoos that Ian and Mason right. have on their arms. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay. So let's go back uh, to 1879. 1879. Ben is uh, convinced at this point that he's going to have to learn how to shoot. Right. So he's trying to learn mm-hmm. how to shoot. And uh, through the course of this, we meet. Uh, you're gonna have to remind me of his name. I cannot. Uh, Henry. It's Marquise Wilson. H- Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was. He was on the blind spot. Actually. Yeah. Um, I noticed that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, he's awesome. I thought he was fantastic. Was I reading too much into it, or is 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 he totally, absolutely gay? Like that 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 was the reason why he had to come to salvation, so he could find a place where he could be himself. I mean, I was reading the fact that he was black in sure 18, in 1879. But yes, I think that's a totally valid read. I think, yeah, too. I think, I think that the, I, the, I, 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 of course, absolutely, yes. I, yeah. I thought that part too. But, but the more I thought about, it, the more I was just sort of like, oh, what a really wonderful way to kind of like. I, I felt like that that was the subtext that was working there, and I really yeah. enjoyed that. But and I uh, think again that that's the thing about this this city and why salvation is so important to these people is it's like this was the place that they could go to be who they are. You know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, my reading is more surface level, but yeah. What I love Ben's whole uh opposition to guns, the shooting, the anger, and I I he shoots himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I 
I can appreciate that. And then they're like, I hate guns. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then that leads us to one of my favorite scenes of the whole episode, which is when he's getting patched up um by by the doctor who's played by eddie park mm-hmm. um and that scene is just is just so lovely um i really really enjoyed the interplay between uh, raymond and eddie uh even more than that when uh the grandfather came in and served him the the dim sum and and how and and how ben was like speaking uh kidneys yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was just it, it was just such a lovely scene and i think that to me, again, it was one of those scenes that gets to the core of what we love about Quantum Leap and 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 about how, you know, for Ben, his investment in these people that he's with and how important it is to make sure that, you know, that that, that they're safe and that uh that they deserve um they deserve that, right? You know, that 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 this isn't surface level for him, that it's that it's important beyond that. Um, which I really, really appreciated. Um yeah, then of course then- go ahead. The, the forge gets set on fire. Yep. At this point. And really this, this drives to the scene of Valentina just totally losing faith in her grandfather. Yeah. And she's, and she's going to take those guns and she's going to go and she's going to get mm-hmm. McDonough herself. There are little there. We haven't talked about it yet. There are little shades. There are little intentional or not nods to the last gunfighter. Yep. In this, and this is like one, like taking the guns going here in a little bit, we're going to see Ben, getting drunk the only time we ever saw sam drunk or hung over in the original series was the last gunfighter yep um yeah but yeah i don't i don't know how much more to say about the scene about valentino and and ben other than just like the actor uh natalia del del riego Riego. yeah if i'm pretty yeah it's just i'm not familiar with her work at all but just absolutely wonderful yeah, yeah, this, I thought she uh, I thought she did great. I mean, even from the very first scene. Mm-hmm. I th- I think we even talked about it briefly last week at the end of the episode where it was just sort of like, wow, I don't know who this person is yet, but I'm sold, like I'm in, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. one thing that we should remark on too is that there is uh there is talk about the fact that Ben is in an older body. You know, we mentioned this last week and and that is something that um uh that is actually uh I should address this real quick. Like that was my <laughs> wife that just popped up by me. Um, I don't know why the, the background. If you're getting the audio version, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube and you just happened to see a figure uh, um, that that was, yeah, that was, that was her. Now you, you can't see her anymore, but you know, um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> No, it's like it's like I have my own hologram now. It's like she's my Addison. Uh, you do, yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I I think that she does a wonderful job. That that Ben. Oh yeah, the the, the older body. That um, it's nice that we do get that uh, uh, talked a little bit about. Um, I don't know how much it comes into play necessarily. Though. So that's the thing I wanted more, especially after they made such a big deal about the reason why Ben was able to do what he was able to do in episode three is because he was in a stronger body with faster reflexes that was trained to box. Right. I wish we would have seen, you know, something, not even like overblow it, but it's like some like smaller acknowledgement. Like, oh yeah, he is in an older body. It is a little bit more difficult to move, you know, like if his hands were shaky when he was shooting, not just because he doesn't do well holding a gun himself, but also because he's in an older, he's in an older body of a drinker. Right. And handshaking, you know, is part of it, which I think they even talk, they even address in the last gunfighter. 
I wish they would have addressed it a little bit more. And more broadly to the point, I want the writers and the producers to start showing us the leapy more and taking more chances and trusting the audience to get it. Because jumping Mm -hmm. back to the first scene, I think it would have been really lovely when Valentina jumped up and said, here's the hope of the town. If we saw everybody else's perspective and the hope of the town was like this washed up old old gunfighter. And we actually saw the old man standing there. Although Ben's reaction is pretty priceless. I know. (laughs) I I love that when he see (laughs) that he could see it coming like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I mean, that's that's definitely something that we talked about before. I, I well, you know, I do think that one thing that's um, maybe a little bit more apparent in this episode, uh, although you definitely saw it in the last episode too, because I know that this is like something that uh, I've seen a little bit of chatter about online uh, about like, you know, why does no one notice that he's talking to Addison? And it's like, well, they do. It's just not as overt as it might have been in the original series at times, because there's a moment when like they're walking down the street in broad daylight and Ben is just talking up a storm to Addison. All the background actors are absolutely noticing because they're looking at him like, what? In the mm-hmm. world? Like it's, it's there. You just kind of, you have to look for it. And I think again, sure. that's the thing is it's like sometimes audiences, maybe they're just not, they're not engaged at that level. They're not looking for it. I don't know. Um, and, and also, and I don't want to like get hung up on this. Like but for me, I felt like that joke was played out a lot in the original series. Yes. Right. And, and for me, like maybe for newer fans, maybe they need to see that. But for me, like I, I don't need to see the cutaway shots of people looking at the leapy weird. Right. Um, unless it like informs the plot. Yes. In a, totally. In a, in, a, in a very specific way. Otherwise, it's like I've I've seen the joke. I've seen the weird cuts away to other people to acknowledge it. As an older fan, I get it. Like I said, all I need to see is like one person in the background going, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. out of focus, exactly. and that's all I need to see. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, no, I, I I completely agree. Um, yeah, Ben, ben getting drunk. You know, it's interesting too because I love the fact that, like, you know, Ben is kind of like not sure what to do. And and again, I, I one of the things I appreciate about the character is kind of his agency. The other thing that I appreciate is the relationship between Ben and Addison. And this is a moment where Addison really comes in, you know, comes through for him big time because mm-hmm. she gives him, like, she gives him the i, you know, the idea and says like, so and so can do this, so and so can do this, and so and so can do this. You've got this, 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 and this. Build a better mousetrap. And that's like all Ben needs to kind of set him off. And then Ben has. It's a, such a beautiful callback and it's such a brilliant moment. What does Ben do? He brings everybody together and it's mm-hmm. perfect. It's a perfect callback to Atlantis. It's a, you know, it's like, that's who Ben is, right? Like mm-hmm. Ben brings people together and he does it in this moment where he has this wonderful speech to, you know, to the, to the townsfolk and, um, and what yeah. do they do? They build a better mousetrap and, and, and it's great. It's a, it's, it's a wonderful scene and we get a little montage of all the stuff that's happening and, um, the salvation montage i put in my yeah, yeah yeah now we are conflating two scenes here um so there is a scene where they're at the bar and he's getting drunk right and i i love like like him talking about like you know this is you know this tastes like gasoline it probably is gasoline he's not drinking malort chicago joke anyway <laughs> um and, and i love like like just like the the very defeatist like not my body as he takes another drink i thought yeah. that was that was really, really interesting. And I wanted to jump back at the end of the scene. He gets up and walks out and sitting at a table very nearby is Walter. Yeah. I feel like Walter is like, he's the only other person in the bar or like very close, but there's like a very intentional shot. Like he is sitting right by the table and he gives Ben a look as Ben is walking out. 
It makes me wonder too if, uh, and this will be fun for mirror image shots maybe down the road. It makes me wonder if if Walter doesn't see Ben, Walter sees Diego, and yeah. that when Walter grabs Ben, Ben sees whoever Walter is leapt into. He doesn't see you know Walter. It's also interesting to think about. You know, we we talked a little bit about you know when is Walter from. I love that we're just calling him Walter. Uh, but uh, damn it, it, Walter! It no. also it also <laughs> makes me wonder where in Walter's timeline is this. You know what I mean? Like that they're not in sync, right? So mm-hmm. is Ben going to meet Walter out of sequence? You know what I mean? Like, oh, are yeah. we going to see a leap down the road where Walter doesn't know who Ben Song is? Yeah. You know, like, I think that there's just so much interesting stuff to play with here. And it's, and it'll be very interesting to see where they go, uh, go with that. Um, but, but, but back to kind of the, the task at hand, like, I, I do love the fact that, it, you know, they use their wits and they mm-hmm. use what they're good at. They use what each individual is good at in order to, you know, get, capture the gang. I love that they capture them, that they get the reward money. Um, <clears throat> I, I also love the, the, the kind of the twist that, you know, well, there's a reason why Ben hasn't left yet because the reward money, it's not enough. It's going to run out. Mm-hmm. And that's when Addison drops the bomb. Like there's a copper vein, not far from here, you know? And, and, and then Ben is just sort of like throwing that information out. He's making it rain with info here. He's like, you know, <laughs> sure. he's like, he's like, yeah. guess what guys, it's a copper vein. You better get yeah. to it before the telephone companies do, you know, yeah. talking box, you know, yeah. it's going to be go somewhere. Oh yeah. yeah. But I wanted to get to the earlier scene with Walter because I think that earlier scene is where Walter figures it out. The first because, scene. No, 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 asks, no, no. Uh, the, um, Oh, uh, uh, the, the bar the scene, scene that we're just, the bar scene, mm-hmm. because he's just seen Diego sitting at a table talking to himself. Yeah. Now I'm just assuming that Walter has a hologram and that it's something similar. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe he doesn't, wouldn't that be interesting? That True. What if he's progressed to that, you know, that Sam point, right. Where he's, he's, he's in control. I don't know. I don't think I don't think he is, but I mean, I just yeah. again, again, there's I just, just the, it's it's rich, yeah. it's rich with possibilities. It's very, and the thing is, this is something we were uh, Matt pointed out when we were discussing online. If you look at the credits, Walter is top billed in this episode out of the guest stars. He is, yep. He sure so is. he he is very likely the one that's going to come back. And given the nature of like they're they're building the story, um, I, I don't think, and I haven't gone back and watched the earlier episodes. Like I don't think Walter pops up in the background anywhere in previous episodes, but, no. but he specifically says, why are you following me? I think it would be really interesting if in a later episode, we do actually flash back to earlier right. episodes and they throw in a shot of, you see. Walter at the boxing matches. Yeah. Yeah. Walter at the boxing match or, or Walter somewhere in 1985. Be very hard to do in Atlantis. Right. You know, you know, <laughs> oh man uh, un- 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 unless unless they you know they 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 pull the magic trick where no pun intended where you know we speculated at first like are we seeing the actual leaper or are we seeing who they've leapt into you know in the episode uh if if in in atlantis for instance what if you know or what if you know what if we didn't see him but we find out that he was on space station mirror you know, that they were in proximity to one another, right? That, 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 that Walter was inside the space station. We just never actually saw him, you know, that would be a great trick. Or if, what if Walter was one of the people on the, on Atlantis, we just didn't see them as Walter. Yeah. I was thinking of not, uh, not Stratton, 
not the commander. I can't think of the the third one's name. Yeah, I, I can't either. He would be the one that's like, it's been anyway, a yeah, but yeah, there's some speculation there. But yeah, everything you said, so they build a better mouse trap. Um, they trap Diego and his gang. And we skipped over, yeah, Valentina getting kidnapped and held. But like those are the stakes. Like that's the that's the right. that's why they're gonna do it. Um yeah, and then yeah, we we, we get to the last scene in Dr. Ben's song of the year 2022. Yeah. How is it every time they say 2022 in the show, they manage to sound like it's the future? I know, right? You know, I, 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 yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I do love though that we get the reaffirmation that you know that it, it is 2022 that that the present day is literally the present day because I do yeah. think that there's still some there 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 are pockets out there where I do see people you know thinking like it's 2025 or thinking that it's a different yeah. year or whatever. It's like no, it's it's definitely 2022. Two other things that we didn't mention, and I think that this is a perfect opportunity to do it because right before we get the reveal of the other leaper. Um, you know, we're getting a wonderful Ben and Addison moment and Ben says this thing about like, you know, is it possible to kiss a hologram? Yeah. Uh, one of the, other, the I love the hand holding moment that we get earlier on. We get, the, I mean, we get through out, um, like hand yeah. holding. We totally skipped over where like, she's helping him aim the gun. Oh, her, her arm. And I love that the hol- like their arms, the way it's shot, their arms are out of focus because they're so far in the foreground of the shot. That yeah. The hologram effect is also out of focus. Yeah. That was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. There's just a lot of really, really wonderful stuff, and, and and that's why I think that the episode, even though it definitely has some flaws, is it's a it's a really good episode, and there's a lot of really wonderful stuff in it. Um, and I hope people enjoy it, and I really look forward to to what the conversations are going to be like coming out of it. You know, I think that there are a few people that you know have 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 uh been speculating about you know uh, another leaper for a while there are some people that have some you know some other bits and bobbles of information uh that are out there that have you know kind of sort of previously confirmed uh this um y- you know one thing one thing that we say uh, is that we have seen and this is this is not anything that you know that we've been given or whatever we just we've just happened to see that the, the other leaper was referred to as a marine at some point um, um, which will be interesting to see if that is the case, if they are actually, you know, a, a Marine and what that means for their, for their background and how that might relate to, you know, to Addison's military background, if at all, or magics for that matter, mm-hmm. um, or owls or, you know, anyways, yeah. um, uh, but don't I, know if that's, again, don't know if that's actually going to be the case. Um, but, uh, but it makes yeah. sense. Like if they're yeah. being sent by the government or some government entity, you send a soldier. Right. That totally makes sense. And, and, and like, Addison, I mean, sure. Addison's the first woman ever selected to travel through time. She, mm-hmm. you know, is a captain in the military. That's the other thing too, because the Congresswoman refers to her as a captain. Like it gives you the idea. It's like, Oh, she's still like, we we've been going along this assumption that she's ex military, but I think that yeah. like, it's like, no, like she's still active. military. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe not active, but, um, yeah. my hologram. Uh, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't it'll know. be really, really interesting. See, but I just yeah. like yeah, yeah like I said, just like you've made a serious miscalculation coming after me, and I love it's like I know what you're trying to do, but if you value your life, stop. Right. Like it's not like it's not a threat, and it's almost there, there's like an acknowledgement of like I know what you're trying to do, and it's not in opposition to me. I know what you're trying to do, but stop. Right, which is the other thing that I think is fascinating. It goes back to what I was saying at the very beginning, and it's like. 
he knows more than Ben knows at this point because yeah. Ben doesn't know what he's trying to do. That's yeah. that's the other thing. I think where Ben is so confused, where it's just sort of like, ah, uh, you know. And you had mentioned you. It's funny you, you haven't actually mentioned this yet. I don't think, but Addison's eyes in the scene. Yeah, I think. I mean, she's not even the focus. Not in focus, but like her no, eyes, like going like that wide. Yeah, like, just totally steals the scene for me. Just like yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. I, you know, I don't think we're going to get much follow up next week. Uh, we could. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Is it, so? Here's they have in, in the in the project story. They have to address it somewhere. I'm sure they will. Yes, I think that. Yeah. I think that 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 that's the thing. It's probably been easier for them to reshoot project stuff than it was for them to reshoot earthquake stuff. Yeah, but the, um, the, I, I do know they were doing some reshoots because I, I texted you a thing the other night. Um, yeah, but I, I, I was looking on Instagram. And I was just looking for, I was just looking under the quantum leap hashtag and some actor recently said that she was in Vancouver and it was implied that she was shooting for quantum leap. So I'm wondering if they were doing like some very minor. Yeah, but the weird thing about Vancouver. that is that the cabs and the, and the cabs in the photo were New York cabs, not San Francisco cabs. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll find know. out. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. One of the things that we've heard about the earthquake episode is that um, there's some really creative stuff going on throughout the course of the episode. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. Um, and uh, yeah, I, it's like I said, we're, we're off to the races. I mean, there's, yeah. there's so much good stuff going on and um, you know, I hope we get a little bit more Ian next week because we didn't get a lot of ian this week i felt a little um, shorted on ian this week <laughs> I mean, I yeah. A, yeah i was, I was a little hungry for some more mason um and uh um i'm looking forward yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing you know how uh, how this information affects ben i went so far as to speculate in a conversation that we were having with uh with someone on twitter that uh you know what if you know in some way this like overloads ben you know like he can't kind of deal with all this information and, 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 and it, and it kind of sets him back memory wise a little bit. I think that's sure. a terrible idea. I, it, even as I was I, typing I, it, I was like, this is bad. I don't know why I'm typing it. Well, but I don't think so because, just, you know, uh, cause somebody asked that question on Twitter and Dean George Harris replied directly. And he said that the first, mem- the first leap wiped out Ben's memory, but then he accumulates and keeps his memories from leap to leap. Right. So the me that kind of hurts. I, I think it makes sense see- because people have said people have said that that's at odds with the with the original series, and it's not because the thing that you have to remember is is Sam accumulates knowledge too. It's just that when he gets to Donna, he leaps again. So naturally, his brain's going to be Swiss cheese again. Cheese, yeah, yeah. So so I think that uh, it's not you know it's not at all. At he odds. forgets the major things, convenient right. for plot. He forgets right. Donna. He forgets Sammy Joe. Right. He forgets the Simon well, leap in general. I don't know. See, here's the other thing that I have always argued and wondered is like, does he forget them? Or is the Sam that is traveling through time just completely unaware of their existence? Because for him, they, they weren't a part of his life. Right. Mm. And Sammy Joe in particular would not have been a part of his life until, you know, most likely after he left, because I, I, you know, that's always been my assumption. She showed up at the project after he left. She wasn't working on the project alongside her dad, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going, yeah. I'm going by the line at the end of trilogy, the third episode where Al specifically says, same as Joe is working at the project. She doesn't know that you're her father. And Ziggy says, after the sleep, you won't know either. Mm-hmm. All convenient for the plot. But anyway, 
I think that's, general, that's the other thing too, is it's like anybody relying on the original series for the rules is going to be, you know, pretty sad because let's face it, the rules changed from week to week. You know, it's sure. like, uh, think about the fact that like Al saw Sam and Samantha Stormer, what price Gloria. And then, you know, Al was seeing Sam, you know, after that. And Sam, they had to yeah. Kind of, yeah. So, so it's like the, the rules were inconsistent in the original series. So try to be, that's the other thing. It's like trying to be beholden to the original series for any sort of like guidance or whatever, I feel like is kind of like, uh, you know, take what's useful, leave the rest, you know, let's, let's, sure. let's just dive in and, and yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, off yeah. to the races, off to the races. Yeah. Uh, no listener mail this week. If you would like, uh, to send us a piece of mail that specifically you would like us to, to read and respond to, send us an email at fates wide wheel podcast at gmail.com. Again, hit the, yeah, this uh, is salty the about the fact that fates wide wheel, at, at gmail Pod, is taken. I just make, i'm just making sure that people know <laughs> uh yeah become a patron or a donor if you would like and again if you donate at any level either monthly or one time uh you get invited to our watch parties on monday nights during the episode we start about 8 30 we kibitz a little bit over the voice uh because we're watching it live and then and then we chat for a little bit afterwards but we have yeah we have a good time talking Afterwards, don't worry. We do not talk during the episode. We chat yeah. a little bit. We, we chat in the Zoom chat, but we do not actually talk during the episode. But then afterwards, the gloves come off and we we talk about the episode. I am so I am so interested to see what people think. Uh, I'm interested to see a more expanded trailer of of the San Francisco leap. Yeah, the, me too. Of the earthquake leap, and I've heard um, the, the 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 talk in LA right now and the talk in the industry is just that Martin Garrow has done a fantastic creative job with repurposing yeah this episode. And yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see it. I'm interested to see what version of the hand link we're gonna get. Me too. Uh, and if there's an explanation for it. And there's an explanation. And I'm just interested in the story itself. Today I was on TikTok and somebody shared it was like a full three minutes. It was if you were watching the World Series on TV, I was what you saw when the earthquake hit. Yeah, I was eight years old. I remember, uh, and I just, yeah, found that yeah. incredibly fascinating. That particular video wasn't shared, but if I can find it somewhere else, I'll put it on our our Quantum Leap uh, TikTok account because it was just, uh, I, I I have only vague memories of it, but it was just so, yeah, fascinating yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. I was big. I was big into baseball. I was, I, I, in fact, I was playing baseball uh, at, at that age, and so like baseball was kind of all-consuming for me from the time I was maybe sure. about like five until about ten, and then I was just mm. like, yeah, that was that. Yeah, I'm gonna go do other things. Yeah, I tried out for baseball when I was in like junior high and high school, but oh, I did the same. That you know, yeah. I was yeah. By that point, I was sold on the theater. Yeah, so <laughs> it happens uh, anyway. All right. Uh, so that's our episode. Yeah. Uh, shoot us an email, become a donor. Um, if you listen to us on Apple podcast, uh, if you're so kind, leave us a review oh, yeah. on review. Apple podcast, we would uh, really appreciate it. And <coughs> excuse me, uh, talk to us, engage with us on, on Twitter and all of the socials. And let us, I, I love the conversation that we're having. Like somebody started, started a thing yesterday, like asking where everybody was from. And that started a nice thread. of Yeah. In. There are like three people like right in my vicinity. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Cause we were like talking back and forth on there. And also I love uh, somebody threw out the question of like, how do you listen to the podcast? 
Mm. Like which one do you you know uh, which one do you do first? And I think uh, Mike oh. like like he threw out like for for some reason like like he always listens to Quantum Leap podcast first and then he watches us on YouTube. I am so sorry for your eyes. I'm sorry that you're watching us on YouTube, <laughs> but we appreciate it. Yeah, however however you're doing it, we yeah. appreciate you uh, joining us and and coming along for the ride. Absolutely. I just want to reiterate that immense feeling of gratitude. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful. It's, it's been so much fun. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that like, we, we've been doing this for over five years now and that it has become apparent to me now with the new series in a way that I feel like, you know, your engagement, your listenership allows us to do this in the way that we're doing it right now. And, and, and beforehand, I just kind of felt like we were just two dudes talking to a microphone and if people listen, they listen, who cares, sure. you know? And I, I mean, still, and there's, there's a part of me that still kind of feels that way. Right. Like I approach it in, in a fashion of just sort of like, we're going to do this. And if people listen, great. Um, but it, it's just become increasingly clear as the new series has, has dawned on us that, um, that we're just so grateful for the fact that you allow us to do this and, and help us to do this. And I love seeing all the conversations, even the ones that we don't even take part in, you know, it's like when I get to scroll through the feed, especially on Twitter and just see those conversations that are happening amongst people that we follow or that follow us. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. And, um, so I, I thank you all. I'm grateful for you all. Take care of yourselves, take care of one another, stay safe out there. And remember to leap responsibly. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Oh,